You're listening to Healing Through Tarot. I'm your host, Dr. Heather Hardison. Together, we're going to explore divination and help you start your own journey with tarot. I'll discuss my tarot journey and offer ways to use tarot for healing, self-development, and personal growth. So let's get started. Hi, listeners. Welcome to episode 48 of Healing Through Tarot. I'm your host, Dr. Heather Hardison. In this episode, we'll explore the archetypes of a few dark goddesses, including Hecate, Lilith, and Kali, and take a look at how we can work in the shadow with these figures to reach the light. I'll also review the Shadow and Light Oracle by Selena Moon from Rockpill Publishing to help us see how looking at both the light and dark sides of ourselves and the situations we're in can benefit our healing journey. And I'll review the Reclaim Your Dark Goddess book by Flavia Kate Peters. At the end of the episode, I'll share with you a spread that I created to help us reclaim our power based on the lessons that we learn in this episode from the Dark Feminine. We've got a packed episode today, so let's jump right in. I've been working with the Wild Woman Oracle, the Deep, Dark, and Dangerous Oracle, and the Divine Feminine Oracle recently. And what I love about my study with these decks is that even these so-called dark goddesses can serve to light the way for us during our shadow work. There are valuable lessons to learn when we study these figures, who may also mirror for us our fears, flaws, and weaknesses. So I want to take some time in this episode to look at a few of these darker feminine archetypes to see what lessons we can learn from them on our healing journey. From our shadow work together, you've probably already come to the conclusion that our work in the dark can lead us to the light. Even our shadow provides us with illumination. And from my work so far with the darker feminine archetypes, I can see that they have a lot to offer us in terms of healing, embracing our own power, and learning to take up space in the world. They've certainly gotten a bad rap over the ages. Some even see them as dark and evil. But I've also found that there are many healers in the world right now using these feminine powerhouses to teach empowerment, healing trauma, and balancing chakras, especially the throat, solar plexus, and sacral chakras. No matter how these figures are represented and what they may trigger for you, there are lessons here for us to learn about where we feel repressed, where we're giving our power away, and how to reclaim that power. I want to start this discussion with Hecate, the queen of the crossroads. And the reason I want to start with her is that she represents the torch in the darkness. When Persephone was taken by Hades into the underworld, Hecate guided her home with her torches. Not only did she light the way for her to see her path, she became a guide for Persephone once back home. So not only is she urging us all to stay on our life path, and to make decisions about which direction we will travel, she also models how to support each other on our different paths. I've long said that women need to come together to support and encourage one another. We're not here to compete with one another. We should cheer each other on, offer emotional support, and be there for each other when we stumble and fall 
to lift each other back up. The Wild Woman Oracle Guidebook points out that Hecate is sometimes represented as a three-headed woman looking in three different directions at the crossroads. This depicts her ability to see the past, present, and future. She is often shown carrying a torch for illumination, a dagger that cuts through illusion, and a key that can unlock any door we truly wish to enter. When I think of Hecate and the crossroads, I always think about the Two of Swords in the tarot. Here, we have a choice to make, but we aren't sure which option to go with. How many times do we become paralyzed on our journey by fear or a lack of self-confidence when faced with the crossroads? I know for me, that's one of my biggest struggles on my journey, especially in times when great change is about to occur. I had the Two of Swords stop me for over a year and a half when I couldn't make the decision of whether or not to switch career paths back around 2019. The cards kept telling me that I needed to decide if I was going to take a risk and leap into something new or stay in the comfort zone hidden in the shadows where I knew that it was safe. Change is scary. and indecision in those moments is a huge struggle that we all face. Even when we know change and transformation are unavoidable, it's still so hard to fight the fear of backlash from others, the fear of failure, and fear of the unknown. Hecate is here to remind us that we have the power to choose to make a change, to start traveling down a new path, and to stretch ourselves in a new area to see what we're made of. So Hecate asks us, What are you afraid of? What decision are you putting off out of fear? And why don't you trust yourself with making this choice? She urges us to look into areas where we may lack self-confidence or feel unworthy or unprepared. And she reminds us that a choice has to be made. But it is up to us the path we will choose and how long we'll put off making that choice, which could have consequences in and of itself if we wait too long. Next, let's look at Lilith. Now she's a very polarizing figure. I'll admit that I didn't know much about her until recently, when she kept popping up in my shadow work studies. Now some view her as an evil demon and even a succubus, but there are others that revere her as the first feminist and view her as a more empowered, wise woman who refused to conform to beliefs that weren't her own and refused to give up her autonomy. From what I've read, according to Jewish folklore, Lilith was Adam's first wife before Eve and was created by God from the same earth as him. When he wished for her to be subservient to him, she refused because she saw them as equals, thus demanding equality and respect. When he insisted on her submission, She uttered God's divine name and fled the Garden of Eden. This is the moment she initiates the first divorce and becomes the first feminist. It is said that Adam sent angels after her to bring her back, but that she refused to return. You've probably encountered Lilith in your shadow work due to her representation of our unrealized desires, sensuality, and sexuality. And this is because some see her as a representation of freedom from restraints 
restrictions, and from being muzzled because she refused to be dominated or defined by anyone other than herself. So some healers use her as a powerful force to heal repressed rage, grief over injustices, and trauma from abuse. To learn how different healers work with the Lilith archetype, I pulled out the Lilith cards from my feminine decks to share with you today. Let's see what we can learn from her. In the Divine Feminine Oracle, they have her listed as the first woman. And the intention on her card reads, I am the voice of my body and soul. I choose the life that I desire to live. The guidebook says, Lilith embodies our sovereignty to declare our desires and do what must be done in order to live them out. And we're asked to consider the following questions in relation to her story. What would happen if you left everything behind? What's preventing you from getting to experience all that you desire? Is it you? Is it an idea of someone you have to be? Or is it society's definition of what it means to be a woman? What does the life you truly desire look like? And are you sexually fulfilled? She reminds us that we are the rulers of our own body and soul. She refused to settle. So when we look at her, we should ask ourselves where we might be settling in our own lives. And if we're satisfied with our life and our role in it. In many ways, she represents the sacral chakra, which is our sensuality and our creative centers. She helps us clear those blockages so our passion can flow effortlessly. There's also a Lilith card in one of my newest decks, the Wild Woman Oracle. Here, she's called the first feminist, with the keyword autonomy. She asks, In what ways have I been sacrificing my autonomy or personal freedom for the acceptance or approval of another lately? Her message is to never let another ask or demand that you sacrifice your freedom for them. And honestly, if someone truly loved you, they would never ask that of you. Healthy relationships are built on mutual respect, trust, and equality. And she urges you to free yourself from any situations where you're forced to give up your personal freedom, even if that means being demonized for it. When we think of her story and all that she represents, I think of the devil card in the tarot, because this card represents bondage and restrictions. The figures in the card are chained and held captive. They aren't free to make their own choices or follow their path. They have no free will. But Lilith urges us to break free from all chains that bind us. And honestly, when you think about it, this restrictive energy related to the devil card and Lilith feels like it's coming up more and more in society as the rights of women and minorities are being slashed here recently. That rage against the machine energy feels like it's just building and building. It can be useful energy, though, if it's harnessed and used to fight something unjust like restrictions of personal freedoms. With this in mind, I think about the Hierophant card in the tarot, but reversed, because Lilith gives us the warning not to conform no matter how much pressure is applied. 
In the next episode, I'll be talking about healing with the witch wound, and that applies here too. Due to the patriarchy, women have been demonized and persecuted for not sharing traditional views on marriage, sexuality, child-rearing, and the role in the workplace. And this has gone on for ages. But it never goes well for all those that try to keep women barefoot and pregnant, essentially chained and restricted from living out their own life goals and choices. So Lilith energy is definitely present when women's rights are being cut off. In the Wild Woman Oracle Guidebook, the creator points out that Lilith is the wild woman within every woman who demands to be respected and who lives in alignment with her inner truth. She is the woman who would rather live autonomously than with another whose ideals she was born to break. And did you know there's a Lilith placement in every person's birth chart? It's called Black Moon Lilith, and it's associated with raw primal energy and feminine power. The placement of Lilith in your chart will reveal the area where you have untapped potential and where you need to reclaim your autonomy. You can find it by locating the symbol that looks like a crescent moon on top of a cross. Once you know the zodiac sign and house it lands in, Google the meaning and find out where you need to assert your independence. The last dark feminine that I'd like to discuss today is Kali, sometimes called the mother of the universe. She's considered to be the goddess of ultimate power, time, and destruction. In the Divine Feminine Oracle, they portray her as the ultimate wake-up call who will help get us aligned with our soul purpose. And it makes me think of the judgment card in the tarot. I've always read this card as a wake-up call to your soul's calling, your higher path. Kali is a Hindu goddess who is known for her ferocious, protective energy. She is considered that which brings all things to life or to an end. She appears wrathful at first glance but is fiercely loving to all that mean well. Basically, she's like a mama bear. If you mess with her children, back up. The phrase, hell hath no fury like a woman scorned, fits her perfectly. But the good thing about Kali is that she will strip away what no longer serves us, which is in our highest good. Even though it may leave us feeling very unnerved. I think of the tower card in the tarot here. The tower removes what we no longer need and provides us an opportunity to start fresh and rebuild, often with a better plan and a stronger foundation. But few ever welcome a tower moment. It's so gutting when it happens. So Kali, who is the great purifier, asks us, what is falling away from our lives that no longer serves us And how can we help that process by letting go and letting it fall away? Often she will help us with this process by stripping away any illusions or delusions that we've been under so that we can see the truth of the matter and willingly choose to walk away and start anew in a complete rebirth moment, like in the death card in the tarot. So what Kali gives us is fierce, tough love, a shocking wake-up call, a nudge to be authentic, and a warning to not believe the illusions around us 
but to open our eyes to the harsh truth even when it hurts. Each of the dark or divine feminine figures, however you view them, are rebels in their own right and were born to break norms. They can help us see where we're restricted, where we're deluding ourselves, and how we're keeping ourselves stuck in patterns that no longer serve us. Each offers us opportunities to heal in the darkness and emerge into the light. These are three powerful figures. If you want to work with these energies, I suggest doing some research first so that you're prepared. What I've proposed today is an academic look at their characteristics and the lessons that we can learn from them from a safe distance. I've seen mixed reactions from people who've actually called in these energies and embodied them, so I just want to caution you to wade into these waters gently. But I hope through our analysis today that you feel like you've gained some insight into how even the dark goddesses have a place in our healing journey. And if you want to work with the dark and divine feminine energies, I highly recommend The Wild Woman Oracle and The Deep, Dark, and Dangerous Oracle by Rockpool Publishing and The Divine Feminine Oracle by Hay House. I've already reviewed each of these decks in previous episodes if you want to learn more about those. I don't know about you, but I do my shadow work exercises at night. Magic Mind is my new coffee replacement that keeps my mind clear and alert, so I don't nod off when I'm up late into the night journaling or pulling cards for my shadow work spreads. This two-ounce elixir is easier on my stomach than coffee, too, so it doesn't leave me with the jitters. I sip on it in the evening hours, so that I have six to seven hours of productive work in the evening and night hours, thanks to the natural ingredients like the nootropics and adaptogens that not only help me stay alert, but also relaxed as I work through the nighttime hours. Of course, you can take it any time of day. If you'd like to try this elixir for yourself, go to magicmind.com slash through tarot. That's spelled T-H-R-U-T-A-R-O-T. And use my code HEALING20, that's all caps, for 20% off your one-time purchase or up to 56% off your first subscription because it stacks with the subscription discount from the website. That's HEALING20 for 56% off. I'd recommend the 30-pack because it's the best deal. And it also works if you're already a subscriber. You save on your next subscription payment. If you're looking for better focus or more productivity, give this Magic Mind Elixir a try. After a quick break, I'll review the Shadow and Light Oracle and the Reclaim Your Dark Goddess book. And then I'll share a spread for reclaiming our power. Hi, listeners. I'm happy to announce that book three in my fictional divination book series, The Divining Sisters, has finally released. In this third installment of the series, titled The Threads of Fate, Alex, Izzy, and Hazel begin to retrace the threads of fate that bind them to better understand where this journey is leading them after reuniting in Salem, Massachusetts. As their enemies close in and up the stakes, the pieces of their past start to shift into place 
revealing key details about their destiny set in motion lifetimes ago. Will learning more about their past incarnations help them overcome their fears to embrace their shared mission? Or will the adversaries re-emerging from their past stop them before stepping into their full power? You'll have to read to find out. This mystical and soul-stirring series focuses on reconnecting with past life gifts, sisterhood, empowerment through facing fears, and learning to step out of the shadows, which for these diviners comes from their love of the craft of divination, which is carried over from many lifetimes. Readers are raving about the series, calling it Harry Potter for adults, and claiming it as their new favorite witchy mystical series. You can find the ebooks and paperbacks of all the Divining Sister series books on Amazon. And the ebooks are also on Barnes and Noble, Apple Books, Google Play, Kobo, Scribd, Smashwords, and more. Read the book blurbs and book quotes on author.heatherhardison.com. There's a link in the show notes for your convenience. Start your magical healing journey with the Divining Sisters today with book one the call of the cards, and find your way back to yourself through their inspiring story. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hi, card slingers. My fifth spread ebook has launched, titled Healing Through Tarot's Life Path and Life Purpose Spreads, and includes 15 custom spreads that I've created to help you identify and align with your life path and sail to success. Spreads like the Life Path Alignment Spread, Lightwork Path Guidance Spread, Conquering Obstacles on My Path Spread, Advice for My Future Self, and Karmic Healing Path Spread will help you position yourself to step into your full power and achieve the purpose that you incarnated to fulfill. Plus many more spreads offering guidance and advice to get on path and stay on track. You can find this tarot and oracle spread ebook for only $12 on HealingThroughTarot.com. That's through, spelled T-H-R-U. There you can find the four other spread ebooks that I have on emotional and physical healing, mental health spreads, shadow work, and spreads that will guide you through the entire year with seasonal spreads, holiday spreads, full and new moon spreads, eclipses, and mercury retrograde spreads, and much more. There's a link in the show notes for your convenience. Together, we can heal through tarot. Rockpool Publishing sent over the Shadow and Light Oracle by Selena Moon. This 36-card oracle deck for personal growth, self-improvement, and self-worth was designed to offer a mirror to the reader for self-reflection during hard times of struggle and transformation. With 36 cards, this deck actually offers 72 perspectives since each card explores opposite constructs such as light, shadow, growth, pain, 
true self, pseudo-self, and obliviousness, awareness, just to name a few. This deck is a tool to provide new perspectives to consider on your journey of self-awareness and self-discovery. It's a great deck to use while journaling, so you can explore your thoughts on the two perspectives presented on each card. This deck provides insights that could be beneficial on a journey of healing, especially a shadow work journey, since the dark and light are explored fully in this oracle. If you're looking for a deck to push you and challenge you on your healing journey, this could be the deck for you. It's deep and offers the opportunity for intensive self-reflection and growth through the exploration of multiple perspectives that maybe you haven't even considered yet. The creator shares her discoveries and insights from her study of psychology and her own self-exploration for the past several years in hopes to inspire, comfort, and support card readers who are exploring their own depths of their soul with the goal of improving the self. Each card gives an affirmation, a message, and a practical exercise to explore the opposing constructs on the card further. For example, for the card with overthinking versus self-reflection, she talks about the difference in examining our thoughts and reflecting versus overanalyzing and catastrophizing. She asks you to start looking at your thoughts objectively and to assess the truth or proof behind the statements you tell yourself. The affirmation with this card is, I have power over my thoughts. The exercise that she suggests for this card is writing down these three questions and placing them somewhere that you can see them daily. Do I have proof? What might be an alternative truth? And, what soothing thing can I tell myself? When you start to fret, look at these questions and explore the answers to help control your anxiety and calm your mind. In therapy, we use the same reality testing technique. Here you can test your thoughts to determine if you're obsessing over things that may never come to pass or are highly unlikely to occur. Fixating on thoughts that are not based in reality can increase your anxiety, stress, and anger and deplete your confidence in your ability to overcome obstacles. This technique helps to ground us in reality and helps us break the hold that these fearful thoughts have over us. These cards are great for considering different options and choices, such as choosing a direction for your new path. In the guidebook, There's a reflection spread for examining things from a different perspective or exploring new options and a spread to gain personal insights into your current situation and fears, as well as a way to overcome those fears and insecurities. If you're drawn to psychological decks, the Shadow and Light Oracle by Selena Moon is a great choice. Rockpool Publishing also sent over the book Reclaim Your Dark Goddess The Alchemy of Transformation by Flavia Kate Peters. This book introduces us to the term dark goddess and offers several in-depth examples of figures throughout history and folklore who can help us usher in big changes, a total rebirth, and harsh necessary life lessons, all while imparting profound wisdom. 
In describing this book, Rockpool Publishing says, If you've been experiencing somber times and wish to return to the light, you can harness the wisdom of the Dark Goddess with this practical self-help survival manual, which will reshape your dark night of the soul. The book also provides incantations for each Dark Goddess to help us embrace our shadow and bring in illumination. Some of the dark goddesses that she details in the book include Hel, Baba Yaga, Fortuna, Maeve, and the Morgan. She also offers empowering rituals, goddess magic, invocations, and healing spells to help us through our awakening or our dark night of the soul. For each goddess, she provides archetypal shadow traits, related symbolism and themes, lessons she represents or teaches, and crystals, herbs, oils, moon phases, and seasons to use or tap into when working with her. I just love how she describes the process of working with these dark goddesses. In our dark night of the soul, it is the crone of winter, the divine hag of the north, who calls you to her side when you accept an invitation to witness the loss of everything you once knew in return for transformation. It is she who presides over the long, bleak winter months, and it is she who calls through the harshness of disappointment, sorrow, envy, anger, and other lower emotions. This is a perfect reading choice if you are deep into your shadow work or dark night of the soul. Flavia even adds insightful interpretations to stories that we all know. Consider what she says about the Cinderella story we all know and love. Both the stepmother and fairy godmother are representations of the magical, powerful feminine who bring the gift of darkness, which is needed to appreciate the gift of light. The wicked stepmother's cruelty was the struggle that Cinderella had to endure to find her true self and go from naive child to adult. But even the seemingly benevolent fairy godmother didn't just give Cinderella her prince, but made her go through a trial and potential loss in order to appreciate the final triumph. Wow, talk about a whole new way of viewing this story, the characters in it, and the roles they had to play to bring about Cinderella's stunning transformation, both internally and externally. If you're ready to fully reclaim your power, check out the Reclaim Your Dark Goddess book. Thanks to Rockpole Publishing for sending over this book and the Shadow and Light Oracle for me to review and share in this episode. Links for each are in the show notes and on my blog. I'll now share with you the nine-card spread that I created called Reclaiming My Power Spread. I was inspired by each of the three dark goddesses that we discussed today and their messages related to healing and empowerment. So they inspired the following prompts. Where am I sacrificing my personal freedom? How have I been giving away my power? How to break free from what restrains me.
How to Regain My Power Where do I need to be more autonomous? Where do I need to demand more respect? Where am I urged to break norms? Where do I need to start putting myself first? And how to better stand up for myself? If you want to throw this spread for yourself, you can find this spread on my blog, on my website, healingthroughterror.com, and I've posted a graphic of this spread on my Healing Through Tarot accounts on Pinterest, Facebook, and Instagram. I'd love to see the photo of your spreads. Please tag me on Instagram at Healing Through Tarot, and please use the hashtag HTT Reclaiming My Power Spread. Links for all decks and books discussed in this episode are in the show notes and on my blog on my website, HealingThroughTarot.com. And it's that time of year again when we need to order another tarot journal. I always order a new ritual tarot planner around this time of year. If you want one before the new year, remember that you can use my ritual discount code at checkout. I'll link my ritual ambassador link in the show notes for this episode and in the blog that goes along with this episode. My discount code HEATHER, all caps, gets you 15% off all your ritual purchases when you use that affiliate link and code. They have tarot stamps and stickers, dated and undated tarot journals and planners, including one for kids, tarot decks, and tarot-themed mugs, candles, and jewelry. So check them out using my link and code. In the next episode, I'll discuss healing the witch wound and tapping into our inner magic. So join me next time. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you found this information valuable, consider subscribing to the show so you never miss an episode. And please rate and review this podcast and tell fellow car readers about the show. You can find more tarot tips on my blog on HealingThroughTarot.com and on my Pinterest and Instagram page, both under Healing Through Tarot. That's through, spelled T-H-R-U. See you next time, card slingers.